The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Up next on The Believer's Walk of Faith. Here are the gates. They're set up by Satan to keep people out. And what God is saying is these gates are not going to keep you out because they can't prevail against the church. Now, the church is not a building. Church is people. You are the church. So the gates of hell, what Satan's got established, will not stop your occupying until he comes. You're going to advance, come on, and hope. Let's go on down to Joshua, chapter 1, verse 3. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. Verse 5. There shall not any man, say any man, be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you nor forsake you. So be strong and of good courage. And when he says any man, he's talking about any man or any group of men. He's talking about any army. He's talking about any government. Let's go to Romans chapter 5, verse 17. We'll read it out of the King James and then go out of the Amplified. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, not much more, they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. For if because of one man's trespass, lapse or offense, death reigned, through that one, much more they surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, unmerited favor, and the free gift of righteousness, say righteousness, putting them in the right standing with himself, reign as kings in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. All right, let's go further over to Luke's gospel, Luke chapter 19 and verse 12. And he said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his 10 servants and delivered them 10 pounds and said unto them, occupy till I come. What is this talking about? We're in this series called Possessing Your Inheritance. And the subtitle is Occupy Till I Come. We said that means to advance and hold. To advance and hold. This teaching is supposed to bring you into the best days of your life. Um... Canaan is a struggle-free zone. It's kind of like me flying an airplane, a fighter, and hitting turbulence because there's thunderstorms. Maybe there are Kimbalists, all kinds of buildups in thunderstorms. And we've been told... Don't go right in the middle of that. Some of those cumulus nimbus 
buildups can be. They have hailstones size of soft softballs in them. They can beat up an airplane to go around that thing. But it's like going through turbulence. And then all of a sudden, everything opens up. And the ride is smooth. That's where you're going right now. That's where you're going right now. So you're entering into a struggle-free zone. What you've been struggling with, this is the last day you're going to struggle with. Now, there's a lot here, and I want to make sure I cover what's essential for today in today's lesson, because it is a very powerful lesson. Reigning as kings. A king doesn't struggle. A king has more than enough provision. A king speaks and things happen. And that's the same way God did over in Hebrews chapter 11, verse three. He says something here. He says, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which were which are seen were not made of things which do appear. He didn't need lumber to make a tree. He used faith to make the tree and then the tree made the lumber. See, God is making you like him. Over in Ephesians chapter five, verse one, in the amplified translation, this is key now because you're going to be speaking things into place. Therefore, be ye what? What? Fake it till you make it. Be ye imitators of God as dear children. I'm going to imitate my father. I'm going to imitate him. I'm going to say what he says, act like he acts. Come on, all of that. My father doesn't beg for anything. My father never thinks about losing a battle. My father doesn't even entertain failure. Glory to God. So I'm going to act like my father. Now what is happening here is basically God has taken us back to the garden. That's where it was peace. There was confidence. All of that the Bible talks about in Isaiah chapter 32. I think it's verse 17. But he talks about all of that. And I'm just saying to you now, by the exercise of our faith and believing God, we're going to speak things into existence. Now I know in your natural mind, you might say, well, I don't know about that. Discount your natural mind. It has no idea what I'm talking about. Receive it in your spirit. See, the Garden of Eden and, and God in the beginning, Genesis chapter one, and God said, let there be. And God said, there was nothing there until God said it. And he's made you like him. We're going back to the, what made medication? Most medication is coming from plants or whatever, stem cells, whatever it is, is coming from that. Well, what made that? God. 
What did, what did he use to make it with? The word. He used the word to make it. If I can go back to the word, I can jump over all of that that's in the minute. I can just go back to the word. The word will fix you. Is this the right bunch I'm talking to? So the word will fix anything you got to fix. This earth, uh, Genesis chapter one, uh, chapter one was mainly about restoration. It wasn't about creation. I know we use it as creation, but it was about restoration. There was something here before water occupied the whole earth. And so God is restoring. Now, if he can do that in the world, what can he do with your life? I'm talking about after you have messed it up. I'll restore to you the years. Isn't that something? But this is, this is the way you have to think, to think like God. It's called a righteous thought. And that's what he did. He now came and made you and I the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So he wants us to have a righteousness consciousness. And what we told you, that righteousness consciousness is a consciousness that Jesus had when he walked the earth. He had a consciousness of no inferiority, no inferiority. Matter of fact, the Bible talks about how you can go before God. Hebrews chapter four, it talks about how you can go before God that let us come, therefore come boldly to the throne of grace where we can find grace and obtain mercy and help in time of need. So we can come boldly. Why? Because Proverbs chapter 28 and verse one, the righteous are as bold as a lion. And why does it tell you you can come that way? Because you can come that way because you know that whatever your petition is, that God will answer your request. I said, you know, whatever your petition is, that God would answer your request. Over in uh, John's gospel chapter, chapter 11, this is when Jesus came up to the grave of Lazarus. Um, uh, um, yes, and Lazarus had died in verse 40. And Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee that if thou would believe, you'll see the, the, uh, thou should see the glory of God. Verse 41. And then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. Watch Jesus now. Uh, and Jesus lifted up his eyes. He said, Father, I thank you that you have what? Heard me and you hear me how often? You hear me always. Now think about that. Righteousness gives you assurance. And we found that in Isaiah chapter 32 and 32 and verse um, 17. Okay, the work of righteousness is church. Okay, so the only reason I'm telling you that is because God is going to send you into the promised land and in the promised land, there are giants in the land. Now, God is wanting you to go in there and take possession of that land. Now, what does that mean? That means you're going to dispossess squatters, that you are going into that land and that land you're taking ownership say ownership. Ownership is different from leasing or renting. When you lease or rent, I mean, you can have an apartment building, but you better check it every now and then because the people in it are renting. And sometimes renters don't take the same care of an apartment building. Come on now, than the owner does. So I'm saying the same thing in the earth. The devil doesn't own this earth. 
he is down here roaming around like a lion seeking whom he may devour, but you are the owners. And with stewardship responsibility, you are supposed to make sure that no laws are made that will violate the laws of the kingdom of God. All right, now let, let's just look at this. Let's just look at this because you are invading. You are invading. It's not like you're invading somebody else's property. You're invading what's yours and being held by the devil. So you're invading it. Now you love people. Say, I love people. All right. So look at Matthew's gospel, chapter 16. I want you to see this. Verses 18 and 19. 16 verses 18. You've read it before, but I'm going to read it in a different context. He said, and I say also unto you that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, what is happening? Here are the gates. They're set up by Satan to keep people out. And what God is saying is these gates are not going to keep you out because they can't prevail against the church. Now, the church is not a building. Church is people. You are the church. So the gates of hell, what Satan's got established, will not stop your occupying until he comes. You're going to advance, come on, and hope. So I'm just saying that it's a lot of stuff that Satan has set up that is ungodly that are going to have to be changed. Now that means I got to be strong and of what? Good courage. I cannot let the forces try to keep me from coming in. I'm going to have to take possession. Now let's look at it. One more verse, verse 19. And I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Let's look at that. Same thing in the C-E-V translation. And I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And God in heaven will allow whatever you will allow on earth. But he will not allow anything you do not allow. Say amen. amen. So I'm just saying that the enemy has set up this kingdom on the earth and pointing his bony finger in the face of the church and say, I double dog dare you to do anything about it. Well, the church had been a little busy. What have they been doing? Sleeping in the lap of Delilah. So what is happening here is that when they supposed to be out making judgment in the earth, they're here hanging around with this woman. Now, what does she represent? She represents the Babylonian spirit of the world. Oh, the church, true enough, has gotten born again, but their mind didn't get saved. And so what is happening now, where they should be on the job and should be on duty, they are A-W-O-L and absent without leave. And so what has happened? She now puts pressure on the church. Look what it says over here in Judges chapter 16, verse 16. And it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death that he told her all his heart. Now he told her the secret of his strength. Going down the next verse, please. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called to the lords of the Philistines saying, come up this once for he has shown me 
all his heart. Next verse, please. Then the lords of the Philistines came up into her, unto her and brought money and gave it to Delilah. The woman's being paid off. And she made him sleep upon her knees. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Now the Bible says over in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14. Here's what it says. Very distinctly. It says this. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. I mean, he's talking about the church. He's talking about the church. Now, wait, 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 wait. if they ain't saved, you ain't got no business with them. Now, I'm not talking about if you're already married, you can get them saved because God's going to save you and your house. But if he's not married, you ain't got no business with him. What? I mean, not, 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 uh, not saved. So my point to you is, is that God's way of keeping the church with its power. He knows that you're not going to pull them away. They're going to pull you away. How do I know that? Look at first Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 33. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching good. Look what he says here. Be not deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. Put it up there in the Amplified, please. Thank you. Do not be so deceived and misled. Evil com companionship, communion, associations corrupt and deprive good manners and morals and character. I'm talking about they'll bring you down. You don't bring them up. Now, I'm just saying this. If you're not really fortified with the word of God and know who you are, say amen to that. You will find your language beginning to, if, if, if you hang around people consistently who are not born again, then either they're going to change you or you're going to change them. Now, what you can do because you're going into the world, you got to work in the workplace and all of that. You have to fortify yourself every day. Get yourself some FaceTime. Look in the Bible. See who you are. Come on now, because you will find you will say, one day you'll find and say this, oh, girl, you make me sick. See, see, that ain't God's language. It just slipped out. How did it slip out? Because a little bit of Delilah is slipping off in here because she's pressing you every day. Come on. I'm talking about the pressure of the world every day, every day to get you to speak like the world, think like the world, act like the world. And pretty soon, there was this man was caught. Now, the Bible says he passed by Timnath on the way down there with Delilah. Timnath means checkpoint. Checkpoint. What does check mean? Check means I got a check in my spirit. You know, he said he loves me, but I got a check. Hey, you know, he said that this is a good deal on this car, but I got a check. Why? Because the Holy Ghost doesn't want you to lose any time. Come on. He doesn't want you to lose any of your reputation. He doesn't want you to lose out on any business deal. So he's going to give you a check. So when he went past there, he went past his checkpoint. And when you go past your checkpoint, now all of a sudden, you start making excuses for where you are. I'm telling you. Because my mama, you know, she kept me in line. She said, boy, who told you that? Where'd you get that? Who, who told you to speak like that? Come on in here. Get my belt out of there. See, see, I know they don't 
don't even do that today because they call that child abuse. Now, I'm not saying some people do abuse the kid, but back then, they, they didn't have no child abuse. They, they didn't have none. You just got wore out. And look at me, I'm still standing in the right mind. You follow what I'm saying? So I'm not saying beat the child and abuse the child. I'm not saying that. But, but look what it says here. Next verse here. Let me see, where am I? Uh, uh, yeah, down here, Judges. And she said, I fell asleep upon you, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as other times before and shake myself. And he was not that the Lord was departed from him. He didn't know he lost the power. He, the folks, let me tell you something. Right now, there's a standard. Believe me, that standard is not the standard God intended for the church. That standard, the standard is if anybody comes in sick, I don't care if you got 50,000 stents in your, in your heart, God will take them out and give you a brand new heart. I'm talking about stop looking at limitations with God. All things are possible. Felt supposed to be healed all over the place. That's supposed to be the standard, not the exception. And it's going to come back because you're training for the NFL. You're training for the professional league. Say amen. All right, look what it says next. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to the Gaza and bound him with fetters of brass and he did grind in the prison house howbeit the hair of his head began to grow back again. Now what am I saying first? They put out his eyes. Somebody help me. What does that represent? No more revelation. No more revelation. No more manifestations. The church sometimes is trying to make it without revelation. You can't make it without revelation. Revelation is what gives you an advantage. Revelation is what gives you faith. You get revelation and faith flows like a flood. So notice what happened. Put out his eyes first. Satan comes after your eyes first. Close them. No revelation. Now they're just like any other man. Then he takes him and uses him for sport or uses him, watch this, to make them money. I'm talking about the church. The Bible says in Isaiah 61, they will be your vine dressers. The world is supposed to be working for the church. Now you can shout me down if you want to, but you go home and look in your Bible, you'll see it in Isaiah 61. We're supposed to be the head, not the tail. Thank God his hair starts what? Thank you for the mercy of God. God is long suffering. Man, when you're done messed up, fess up, get up, 
and grow up. Well, I trust that you were blessed by this powerful message today. It's Occupy Till I Come, Volume 2. Now, Occupy means advance and hold. Now, here's a point you want to remember. God is sending us into the promised land, and He wants us to possess or take ownership of this land. Now, we say that taking ownership of this land, that's only going to be done by faith. You can't go out and say, my name is Jimmy. I'll take all you give me. That's not the way it's happening. You've got to do it by faith. Faith comes one way, by hearing and hearing the Word of God. Well, this is Bill Winston saying, we'll see you next time. Until next time, we love you and keep walking by faith. Today's series, Occupy Till I Come, Volume 2, is available in its entirety on CD or MP3, on DVD or MP4. To order this transformational teaching, call today at 1-800-711-9327 or contact us online at billwinston.org. It's time that we as believers use the power and authority that Jesus gave us to rule and reign in life. Let the biblical truths in this series help you to start, stay, and finish strong in faith. Order Occupy Till I Come, Volume 2, today. My name is Mildred Maddox. I'm from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. I became saved some years ago, and after giving my life to God, I had a hunger and thirst for to know His Word. I was hearing preaching but no teaching and one day I happened to turn on the TV this man is talking about faith what is faith I had read about faith but I had not been taught on faith and I started listening to his teaching and from his teachings from those broadcasts it taught me how to live by faith how to start speaking, my whole mindset changed. And when my mindset changed by listening and applying the Word of God, my whole life turned. I was uh, working for another person, and he, I stepped out. I said, God, you said that you shall supply all of my needs. And uh, through listening and applying and applying the law of confession and faith, God blessed me to open up two businesses, businesses that I know I could not have done because everything around me said, no, you can't, you know, and, uh, and through that, one of them every day at 1030 in that business, my TV is on to Bill Winston's ministry Man. and all of my clients that comes in there, even the one, the ones as a regular clients, they already know if they get there at 1015, Ms. Mildred, you don't have the TV on. I say, you don't come on until 1030. They are hungry. They they have, I have had people to come in and just sit and listen to the teaching on that 1030 service and came in and asked me, what must I do to be saved? And you know, and I just say, I thank God. I credit all that to God connecting me through broadcast. I'd never seen him before, never been around, but through broadcast in all those years that he connected me with this ministry and it connected other people, drawed other people to Christ, and it have changed my life. And I just thank God, because if it wasn't for you all that was partnering at that time that the ministry could go through 
the television where I could get it, I, I don't know where I would be right now. So I say thank you all, and I thank God. Thank you, Bill Winston Ministry Partners, for helping us take this message of faith to the world through the Believer's Walk of Faith broadcast. We are reaching millions of people with the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not a partner yet? Sign up today and be a part of what God is doing through this ministry. We are transforming the world for Christ, one life at a time. The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers.